Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. We are a podcast that dives into the stories of people's lives, everyday people like you and me, or even famous people throughout history. We'll talk about TV shows, movies, books, anything where stories are involved. But it doesn't stop there. We want to get you, the listener, involved as well. So if you have a story, something funny or random that may have happened to you or a friend, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. So until then, strap in. It's story time. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble in the red corner, weighing in at four inches, but sometimes can get it up to six. We have the Doom of Doomside. The King of the Ring, otherwise known as the Minister of the Bad Touch, with a professional dating record of 10, 26 dates, with 10 being satisfied, we have Ryan A. Hugh. I'd like to know where you source your information. <laughs> Out of 26. Satisfied. <laughs> And that and, includes my left and right hand. <laughs> and his opponent coming in four inches, sometimes gets to seven. Man of the mountain, the stubborn moon, the mule of tomorrow, otherwise known as the man who hates fun, coming <laughs> in at a professional record of 10 first dates, no second dates, and no third dates. J.A. Bridal! Thank you, thank you. Wow, I don't think I've ever had an entrance like that before. That was amazing. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. I can, I can say that I'm officially at six inches now, Chris. So, uh... <laughs> of course. <laughs> Welcome, and the reason why we are talking about that is because today is, of course, the 69th episode. <laughs> Of stories, the true and the fictional. Ah, the 69th. Yeah. I remember many years ago now when Ryan and Jamie first came to me and they said, we've just discovered something incredible, Chris. One time we were bored and we just fell into a position on the bed and it was amazing. And I said, look, <laughs> as, in, as great as that sounds, you didn't invent that. I'm sorry. I think the French did. They, they invented all those things. But, but Jamie was certain. Jamie said, no, 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 no. This has never been done before. Me and Ryan are the first. I still think that's disputed. But you know what? I duff my hat to the ingenuity of spirit. I love the of way these that two fine gentlemen. I love the way that you replaced Ryan with yourself in that scenario. Um, Mm. We've invented something else, Jamie, but we're not talking about the spoon drizzle yet. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about our special move. We will get to that on a on a separate podcast. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. That, that, that movie that is a special move. We'll get to that later. But obviously, we are here talking about. Actually, I have a direct actual topic today, but we are here talking about all things stories, 
true fictional. But first, before we get into get into the rigmarole of it all, Ryan, how are you tracking today, and how are you surviving knowing that Vince McMahon is no longer uh, creating the matches for your beloved wrestling? Well, I mean, the the I'm actually surviving. It's been fantastic. I, I said something to Steph the other day that I never thought I would ever say again. I'm actually enjoying WWE more than AEW. Um, Triple H has brought back several of the Vince McMahon cuts of good wrestlers where they don't fit the Vince McMahon mold, which is massive and big and have big boobs that he can sexually harass. Um, So it's actually been quite good. He's brought some of the the wrestlers that I used to like who... um, Vince decided just didn't fit the mold to cut. He's brought them back in two weeks. And uh, yeah, I watched SummerSlam. Foxtel's putting the wrestling pay-per-views on for free, which is awesome. Thank you, Foxtel. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually enjoying WWE the most at the moment over the last two weeks. That's so trending. yeah. And so everything, life is obviously coming up roses for you. Yeah, pretty this, much at the this, moment. In, They're in going this, really well. Yeah, can't complain. As we all know, does in fact like a little bit of the wrestling now jamie how are you going today sir how are you dealing with everything what is on your mind um not much my mind's pretty blank at the moment just just as always enjoying life enjoying life always have you continued more of watching the sandman no i still i think it's only the first four episodes of watch when we watched it together the other day Mm, mm, um, mm. I have been, you know, re-watching a bit of Community for a bit of a laugh. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Nothing, nothing amazing or incredible happening in my life. Nothing amazing or incredible. Now, you, as as a non-comic fan, <laughs> non-comic fan, hey, I, or, as an, or of, a fan of the, the I guess, source material, how are you finding? How did you find the first four episodes of the Sandman? You were you, coming from an, I guess you could call it a quote-unquote outsider. Well, I, I I know nothing about Sandman at all. Mm-hmm. Like you know, so I was getting Sandman pause and then commentary from Chris <laughs> and 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 Michael going, "Forgive me, forgive me, because I know nothing. I know nothing. If if this is a stupid question, this could be a stupid question." But is that the devil? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, uh, yeah, no, look, it was, it it was, it was well put together. Like it was like, it made me sit up and go, please tell me more. Now, did it make you sit up because the actor decided to whisper everything and you had to sit up and lean into close to here to basically to go, because the actor just went, I am the Sandman. (laughs) <laughs> Would you like me to continue the scene? Um, yeah, I'd say that would be a little bit of part of it, but, but then, but then that's just the acting; it's pulling you in because you can't. Uh, and, and you know, what? Uh, and, uh, he did a he did a fantastic job. Uh, you're saying the um the the actor that plays Sandman went to their Sam Worthington School of Whisper Acting? Oh, oh no, 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 no! Like this is beyond this is beyond that. No. I say that like. No, I he- am now certain there was hundreds of interviews of all these actors going in there with amazing scenes. This guy, he had a cold, came in there and on the first day went, hello, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. And they went, yep, that's it, that's him, that's him, yep, no, nope, yep, yep, no, nope, tell and, everyone to fuck off. And and bring, bringing it around to today's topic, um, 
like that episode of Friends when Joey really, really has to pee and he's auditioning yeah. for Jeff Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> he's like, yeah. "Yes, you've got it, you've got it." <laughs> um, but still, I, I look again. They've deviated again. It's, it's, it's always this, they, you know did did they deviate quite a bit from the source material in some areas? Yes, but you know they've, they've tried to keep it true as much as they can to the the themes of it all so again i, I can't complain um i thought they did a fine job of casting uh, but other than that other than that i'm enjoying it episode five was boring as hell but um i've been going instead of pushing myself through i would have to really push myself through that one well, well that, correct me if i'm wrong isn't that the hell episode no no that was episode that was um episode four and that was fantastic yeah and i've also helped the hell episode was episode four yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, I just couldn't remember that, how many. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. But the, the one after that was, I was like, the dinosaur. Anyway, I was, was going to say that, like, if the hell episode was boring as hell, then it would have been pretty funny because that would have been a good representation of hell. Um, that, would, that would be. That would be. <laughs> Ryan, have, have you have you picked up the Sandman yet? Or started watching? Uh, not yet. No, it's it's my next thing to jump into. Mm. Uh, I actually was telling Jamie yesterday. I uh, finally got through. Resident Evil on Netflix. Um, now, how is that? Yeah, you know what? People, I was reading some of the complaints. I enjoyed it. I really did because it's more about the lore and uh, the history of Umbrella. Um, and I think, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but you know the, the guy that runs the Continental in John Wick? Oh, um, yes. Lance, yes, yes. someone or other. He yeah. plays Albert, like a, a racially swapped Albert Wesker. Um is that I, I really just it suffered from first episode lull now the because only because i say that because there's no zombies in the first episode because it's true they're setting the scene they're setting the it's for people who don't know anything about resident evil now the crazy thing about what you just said is they looked at resident evil they looked at all the wackiness and the and Let's focus on the story of all the things to focus on. It's like going, that seems like the wrong thing to focus on. Well, to, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm, I've been a fan. I'm a fan of the games. I've seen all the movies multiple times. Uh, you're, you're exactly right. They're all wacky. They, they don't bother with too much into the story. But this one I actually enjoyed because they did. They sort of go in, they show how Umbrella was created and how it moved. Because it's, it's essentially takes place in two timelines. Oh, okay. There's, there's one timeline where uh, it focuses on Albert Wesker's two daughters. Now, these, uh, it's straight up. There's, um, you know, they're, they're surrogates. So they're just, they basically just stole some woman's eggs. And that's how they do things in Umbrella. Of course. Um, and then the, the other timeline is when it's 25 years later when the zombie outbreak has contain the world and um you've got all these rival factions <clears throat> that are fighting against umbrella kind of like the resistance mm. um which i think is what make it made it pretty interesting but yeah i really enjoyed it people's complaints were exactly what you just said it wasn't wacky resident evil that we're used to i mean the love of resident evil to me is playing the game Mm -hmm. Counting out how many health items I had. Big health healing items and small health healing items. Mm -hmm. Then having my NPC go, oh, you're a little hurt. 
let me use your big health item on you. And then running from my own NPC saying, get the fuck away from me with that. You piss off and shooting at the poor woman as she was trying to kill me because that uh, the most terrifying outcome of any game was me running as Chris Redfield running from my own NPC as she was trying to kill me because she was going to waste all my good health items on a small cut. That to me is the, but I mean, even, even the earlier games that the idea of basically going, do I now, do I want ammo or do I want to live? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but no, it, look, I, I recommend it. It's, it's, it's different. And that's what I was hoping for. How is uh, Elia, Ella Banksia, the uh, British, uh, British tall lass? She was in, she was like, I think she's one of the main characters. How was she, how was her performance? Very good. Very, no, 100%. Very, very good. Because yeah. um, I'm a fan of hers. There's no wokeness so, as well. No wokeness at all. There's zero wokeness. <laughs> I no will. Wish I could say the same about Sandman on that sentence, but you know. <laughs> Me and Jamie were talking yesterday, and he he said that the wokeness in Sandman is kind of here. It is. It's done. Now let's get back to. The but story. then he didn't go to episode that, that five. Makes sense. I've and... only watched three episodes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Basically, he didn't get to episode five, which was woke the episode, and then. Um, <laughs> other than that, no. Once I get past five, like again, there's about twenty minutes of at the end of five, which is excellent. Which was, which was like, oh, it's phenomenal. I was going. But that episode was also pointless then because I could have skipped everything in that episode but the last 20 minutes and still... Because I was. I was basically like going skip, 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 skip. <laughs> well, skip. I, I mean, one thing that uh, intrigued me is, is, and when Jamie brought it up yesterday, is the whole idea of Constantine and how it's a, a distant relative, like a distant descendant. Because yep. it's um, because it's, it's the comic book brand. It's the... It was... um Is it Vertigo? That's the, that's the yep, brand. Yep, so, so it's it's DC ish, yeah. And so there was meant there was a lot of DC crossover, which is I think this is why a lot of people were initially annoyed at the casting of Satan, where they didn't yeah. actually use because they had Satan and Mazakine, okay. And that wasn't and it wasn't you know from oh, the show Lucifer. <laughs> and I was like going, yeah, that's what I had to. I told Jamie, I said that's the, that's the Lucifer that we've seen in the show. Yeah. Lucifer is the one they're referring to from, but the, they the yeah, menu. but you know, and and, and you know. They cast a woman who looked very similar to Mazakine, and I was like going, "If if if, why don't you just fucking do it?" I was, you know, whatever. Again, <laughs> having said that, she's the woman who played played Lucy. I still did a great job. Uh, um, Brianna Tarth from Game of Thrones. I thought she did a fantastic job in terms of the role. I thought it was uh, great. I was more annoyed about the death casting because. They went from sort of like this, this sort of I guess shyish, I guess that that, that that sort of like goth girl to being like um to her being more I guess assertive and more sure of herself and to me it just seemed like an odd choice to switch to like to, to really sort of alter her character that much. But again, apart from that, apart from again some small gripes there, everything else was great. Everything else has been fantastic so far. So okay, um, well, I'm looking forward to starting it. It's, it's um. It's definitely got me intrigued, but I, I was kind of like, I, I just was trying to leave it as long as I could because I was concerned because I, I, I do love Neil Gaiman's Sandman so exactly. much. Exactly. Yeah, um, so again, yeah. look, if nothing else, the, the casting of Sandman saves us a show because okay. of how, how well it's, that was cast by Mr. Whispers. <laughs> I mean, the guy that, the guy that plays... Sandman himself is it's pretty much it looks like he's just been lifted off the pages of the comic. Yeah, and I was saying they had to find the skinniest British as Jamie said they had to find the skinniest British actor they could find yeah. and then get him to lose 10 pounds yeah. and then basically go, <laughs> You will not get sandwiches 
for the rest of this shooting. You will get this. These, these are your three carrot sticks. Now you can decide when you will eat these carrot sticks through the three months of shooting, but oh, you wow. get three. Yeah, no, I, I will check it out, and I, I'm going to be watching it before we come back for the next episode. So I'll give you think, I think it'll be good because again, I, I, it's been a while since I've read the comic. I've actually more sort of yep. um, like I, I like I, I read the novel. I was also more reading the novel, the novel adaptation, yeah. um, which I thought was again which very, is really very, great, very very again, yeah. fantastically done. Yeah. So then I was just you know there was there was a lot of things there. I was going, yeah, you could have gotten this actor instead of that one, but again. I, I like this. Uh, it'll be good, interesting to see your thoughts on it then. Yeah, definitely. Um, going forward, but moving along, not laboring on the point, Jamie. You had some interesting um, stories you wanted to share. Is that correct? Yep. Well, I got one that that uh, I I think I shared this in in our chat group a week ago, but I'll bring it up again because I think it's pretty funny. Um, gamer spends a hundred thousand dollars on leveling up Diab- uh, Diablo character. Sue's game developers when he can't find anyone else to play with at his level. <laughs> to me, look, that's hilarious. And the thing that the thing that I really like about that story is that one, that game is the most cash grabby game that is apparently oh, yeah. in, in existence. But the fact is that to sort of level up to become basically the top tier level. That's the cost of what the developers expecting yeah. people to throw down to, you know, to level up. It's going. That's a bit insane. And let's take look. We've 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 all sort of accepted, which we probably shouldn't have, but we have. We've all sort of accepted microtransactions are going to be in a game. We've all yeah. sort of said, okay, that's fine. We've accepted it. And that's also be, that's also our fault because we said, as a, as a society, we said. A cost of a video game should be the same as when I bought this 16 gigabyte, 16 <laughs> megabit game of like Super Mario yeah. versus this, you know, full 4K high, high definition open world fantasy. They should cost 60 US dollars and then nothing and not a damn yeah. cent more. Where in a reality, we should have said, okay, developers, fair enough. Games cost more because you know that's just the nature of it. So we'll pay more for the games, but don't goddamn nickel and dime us for microtransactions. We didn't. We said no, no, no. <laughs> this is the price, yeah. and so they had to then find supplementary business income, which is essentially then you know microtransactions, yeah, game passes, but season you passes. There should never you should never have a game where you need to spend more money on it to actually have an enjoyable experience. Yeah, I think that's where. A lot. Of, I mean, if you have to spend money on a game to be able to finish the story and get the complete story, that's where I draw the line. Yeah, and that is why I hate MMORPGs because mm. I, I can I don't like playing online at all because yep. <laughs> I to, I'm one of those people who, if I'm playing a game on my iPad, I will watch the ad rather than pay the money. But but in saying that, if you give me an amazing game and tell me, look, this is going to cost $130, but you're getting the full experience, I'll pay it. I'll pay $130 for the full mm. experience. But don't don't give me, don't EA specifically, don't give me <laughs> a game and go, here, pay $70 bucks for this. But if you want the real experience, you're going to have to double that, minimum. And there are those who will say, like, oh, you know, 
it's fine. They're just charging you for cosmetics. I'm going, but cosmetics matter. Mm -hmm. That really matters. So particularly if you're playing an RPG and it's going, well, your character was like, shit. But if you wanted to look good, here are the items that we'll charge you for. It's like, going, no, piss off. I mean, oh yeah, look, those are one of my gripes. That my, now with this whole microtransaction bullshit game, my, my, my fear for the next Diablo game is now at an all-time high. They've promised that, you know, that, that, you know, it's not that kind of game, but, you know, it's a company. <laughs> do I trust, do I trust this company? No. Mm. So my fear for the, the devil again, that, that looks pretty good by all of things consideration. My, my, my fear is now at an all-time high, if that's going to be any good. Um, is, it still or, sorry? is it still Blizzard? Yeah, it's still Blizzard. Okay. But by the time they release the game, it'll be Blizzard Microsoft. So it's yeah, going to be one yeah. of those, like, it's going to be, who knows what the hell they'll, they'll decide. Who knows what they'll release. I mean, just look at look at a game like Ghost of Tsushima. Mm. Like, mm. no microtransactions. Nope. I bought it twice because <laughs> I paid for the... No, no, I, seriously, I bought it on disc. And then when I got my PS... On PS4. And then when I got my PS5, which is just, um, you know, the, the one where you download, doesn't have a disc. I bought the Director's Cut for 140 bucks because it is an amazing game. Mm-hmm. And I'm not afraid to spend the money on it. It's just, look at that. You can have a game like that. Mm. And I oh, just, yeah, man, I just, the whole reason why I don't get into that kind of stuff. Yep, yep. And mm-hmm. you're right, you're right, you're right, right. And about, you know, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. And there are many, there are many other games made by the Sony studios. And, and look, and I guess it's somewhat fortunate. I'm uh, fortunate, unfortunate that Sony Studios does exist because the company has them to exist so they can make games and they basically count those games as basically lost leaders. They'll say, it's going to cost us, you know, millions of dollars to develop. We're probably not going to recover all the money back, but it's one of those things that you, that will get people onto the system. So then that mm. we're, we'll, we'll take, we'll, we will like, you know, we'll take, but we're not going to be like the sales is not going to drive the outcome of the game. Almost basically, like okay, when it sold well, so great. If it didn't, well, we still got people onto the system. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's right. They make more money off the console than the game. Correct. Itself. And so yeah. it's it's having that game, having those games with that. You know, and unfortunately, most of the developers out there, you know, that they're independent developer companies, so they have to make as much money as humanly possible yeah. in each game. So this is this is this is a scenario, and if we had accepted the higher price. We would have been better for it, but mm. like the consumers we were, we said sixteen big megabits, uh, megabits of graphics, and you know your modern console with four K uh, native resolution. That's the same cost to develop. I, I'm pretty sure of it. I'm pretty. I'm almost confident. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> All right, Jamie. Next story. Next story. Um, you may have heard about this, but uh, did you know in the early nineties? Pepsi owned 17 submarines, a cruiser, a frigate, and a destroyer, all because of a deal with the Soviet Union in which they exchanged soda for military equipment. <laughs> I did not know. Does But I have to... What did they do with those items? Oh, it, it doesn't say. They probably just you know put them in someone's yard. Or... Can you see the ad now? Like, I can just see Vladimir Putin in a, in a submarine ready to press the, the button. Then he looks at the camera with a Pepsi and goes... Pepsi, and then pushes the button, <laughs> and then it blows up a country. 
Oh, that is the perfect ad, Ryan, for Pepsi. Yeah. You can think of this. You 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 show this this giant war room, mm-hmm. and you basically have like all these generals like moving around like missiles, and then you know they say like you know like they they, they turn to him and go like, but Mr. President, you know the Americans have crossed the border. Well, what do we do? And he just turns around, puts his sunglasses, and goes, "Fire all the nuclear missiles!" And then he cracks open the can and goes, "To the max." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. And then you know, then you then you then you you'll show them him, basically him ending the world and it'll be like going and then the song will be like going Pepsi to the max. <laughs> you know, yeah. Nuclear apocalypse brought to you by Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. You know, I think there's you know huge missed opportunity in marketing for yeah, them not to base like they just I mean I'd appreciate that kind of marketing. I'm not sure yeah. about uh, anyone else. No, I agree. Maybe that was maybe that was the plan all along, and it just fell through. <laughs> but maybe, maybe Pepsi was arming up for their eventual war against Coke. Maybe <laughs> yeah. they they maybe you know and maybe and maybe, you know, like the grand old lion, Coca Cola's gotten complacent whilst Pepsi's been stockpiling, building up their arsenal so they can un- so basically there'll be, there'll be a CEO forum where like the the CEO of Pepsi will come on stage and he'll be like. He's all dancing and he'd be like a, you know, being a, a hip a hip CEO, <laughs> and then you know stage and then you know, a choreographed dance. He goes, he basically going, soft drinks is just one of the things of our company. What we do, we have now branched out into private military organization. We are now officially a private registered military organization. And then you know we are we're a weapons manufacturer. Please introduce to me the what I like to call the Iron Man suit. And then you know the war machine suit from Iron Man 3. That's pretty much Pepsi colors anyway. I'm saying, I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying that that's you know and and they could do it in the US marketing because what are the colors on the American flag? Red, white, and blue. What other colors have that? Pepsi Cola. Well, you know. Coke claims Santa, so yeah. Coke, yeah. Coke claims Santa. Pepsi should develop weapons and build us <laughs> Iron Man suits and claim that, and that'll be the next generation of warfare brought to you by Pepsi. <laughs> but now, now, okay, this might be a long play, but um, you know how if you've been bad, Santa leaves you cold. Yep. Do you think Pepsi should have coal-powered weaponry? <laughs> And then all be bad, so Santa leaves them cold. Therefore, Santa and Coke are funding uh, Pepsi's oh. war efforts. No, 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 even better. <laughs> this will be the ad. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 those, the, those, the, they'll have a shot of you know some like fancy, you know, and then he'll be he'll be on the plane. He'll 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 pick up his can of Pepsi. And he'll turn to the camera and say. When people are bad, Santa sends them cold. He takes a sip. He clicks his fingers. He gets up. The suit assembles around him. When people are bad on Pepsi's watch, we send them something entirely different. And then you see him jump out and he flies down. You see the uh, like the, the typical squad of you know ter- like Taliban style terrorists. And then he starts like firing upon them and you know, raining death from above. And it's like Pepsi. 
followed by the American flag falling down behind him. Mm-hmm. You know, would, again, this is this. I don't know. Again, the, the more I think about it, the fact that Pepsi haven't gone into R and D for weaponry is just in, is just to me is insanity. I mean, well, did, didn't a car company do it? Like Daihatsu or something? Daewoo, yes. So Daewoo, Daewoo in Korea basically went. We're no longer doing cars. We're doing weapons, <laughs> and and you know, and they've made tons of amazingly good weapons and stuff. So I mean. Yeah. Why not? Why? Why? Why have we not have these bold companies to go screw our, you know, <laughs> <laughs> our humble origins? We're making weapons. Oh, don't be, don't be afraid to reach out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Branch out. <laughs> Branch out. Imagine the branding of the on you know. Think of the branding opportunities. You know, oh, man, like a, like a like a Commonwealth Bank nuclear power plant, or <laughs> yeah, the, the, even though just. Commonwealth Bank weaponry. Imagine that. Imagine like you know, just you know, tanks. That'd be awesome with the, with be... the color scheme. Because no, because they'd be riding, riding into, riding into battle, and they go, "Oh no, it's coming! What's coming? The bank, wind <laughs> bank." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that would be a yeah, yes. <laughs> so I think we've all decided that Pepsi from now on should switch from away from its so, from its soft drink division to weapons manufacturing. I, think I also think. I also think uh, Dr. Pepper should do something too. No, no, Dr. Pepper sounds like more like they're going to go into biological warfare. <laughs> oh, so 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 Pfizer will will you know? Actually, no, no. <laughs> Dr. Pepper, we're going to reshoot Captain America, but instead, <laughs> you know, the the scientist will be Dr. Pepper, and he and he, you know, and, and the and the serum, the super soldier serum will be Dr. Pepper. Yes. yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. He is a doctor after all, so I'd imagine that's not. I'm not. I'd imagine that's not. You know. No, I'd imagine no that's more not, Dr. Erskine, Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but again, you know, the serum will mix the makes you know the good man great. I think that you know I think that'd be fine if it was a can of like a soft drink can, you know, with mm. arms and legs. Oh man, that's hilarious. Sounds good. All right, Jamie. Any more stories before we can? No, that's it. That's it. I'm done. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well done. Well, let us go on to our main segment of the evening. This is something that we've discussed in terms of ever things that we wanted to do. Ryan suggested that we sort of talk about sitcoms. We've decided that our conversations of sitcoms and comedies should be a battle royale of. 32 of the most influential sitcoms slash comedies go head to head and see who we, these three humans here, determine the <laughs> overall champion. Absolutely. No bias at all. These 32. <laughs> no bias at all, because again, there's three of us, so it has to be a, a majority vote, so then there'll be no bias. How we determined the 32 was, was a very simple formula. I looked up the most most influential series, and and did and classified them into different several different categories. One was pure just ratings in terms of you know overall membership. One was you know cultural icon in terms of you know is the series well remembered? Is it fondly remembered? Another thing, I, another a strong factor was you know did it launch someone into basically the next stratosphere so essentially whilst the show might not have been had many seasons the fact that it was you know so you know uh 
huge influencer that made someone's career, that was obviously another factor. So like, and like, for example, um, Mork and Mindy, Rob Mork and Mindy, kind yeah. of, yeah. Very small number of seasons, but without that, there's no Robin Williams. So again, this is one. This is the yeah. concept. And then obviously we had often do sitcoms now try to steal these 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 shows that these ideas from these shows. Yeah. There were some shows that were you know um, ruled out because the lead actor had unzippy problems, and so we did not include <laughs> those shows, which was a, which was a damn <laughs> shame because like, god damn it, god damn it. that was a great yeah. But you know, we'll digress. We'll digress. But we found slash comedies that we that we believe that were fairly influential. I'll just quickly read through, and these are in the rankings that we have in one, two, and then obviously we'll go through the bracket, and we'll go through the the rules. Now, also, every single one of us had a wild card entry, mm-hmm. where we one comedy series that did absolutely not meet the criteria that we just spoken about, but we then had it inserted anyway <laughs> jamie chose scrubs obviously unmistakably mm-hmm. that that was you know that, i think that was that that was an uh, a no-brainer ryan chose i believe ryan from memory it was it was, it was the office wasn't it correct it was the, yep, office and i chose parks and rec series that you know whilst you know were, uh didn't meet all the categories necessary so we had to sort of just uh, sneak them in on what we call wild uh, through the wild card system <laughs> But let's quickly run through the series. We have we have uh, in in ranked order. I love Lucy, Nash, Happy Days, Beverly Hillbillies, Mork and Mindy, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, The Chappelle Show, Full House, Seinfeld, Cheers, Fraser, Roseanne, Home Improvement, Friends, Spin City, The Big Bang Theory, Two and a Half Men, The Nanny, Parks and Rec, The Office, Everybody Loves Raymond. Golden Girls, Faulty Towers, Will and Grace, Keelan Peel, How I Met Your Mother, Bewitched, I Dream of Jeannie, Married with Children, Scrubs, Modern Family, and Dharma and Greg. There was a lot that's been left off that on that giant on that on that list, <laughs> but it was extremely hard to narrow it all down. We have then put them up onto a bracket, which I believe Jamie will be posting as well uh, on online, so you can mm-hmm. all see the bracket. The rules are simple. It's 1v1, majority vote wins. You need two votes to pass. Now, every single one of us has won what I like to call the Jamie Veto. And the reason why I call it the (laughs) Jamie Veto is because you can have one of these things where you can say, well, I don't care about any of the facts and situational things and all (laughs) things. I like it. And I like what I like. And so this would give you an automatic win. But we each have one. It doesn't necessarily have to be used upon your favorite show, mm. but you only have one. So use it sparingly. <laughs> now. Can we make a rule that we can't use it in the final round? Because then it's simply... I, I'm not <laughs> going to make that rule because I don't... Because once you go through the bracket, as you, as you look at the bracket, Ryan, I have str- uh, your shows are tough. Like, uh, like getting <laughs> to the tough. final rounds with your show. If you can save your that veto on your favorite show to the end, well done. Because geez, it's gonna like it's gonna be tough to, to get out of the first, get, get out of the early rounds. I think. <laughs> All right, let us commence. Left side of the bracket. 
Let us start with the first seed versus the 32 seed. I love Lucy versus Dharma and Greg. I love Lucy. As we all know, the historical show, one of the first shows with a female lead character, one of the first shows with an assembled cast where there was multiple protagonists in the shows, one of the first shows that were had situate that situational humor and comedy. One of the first shows to have an interracial couple that um, headline an entire TV series. One of the shows that where 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 these sitcoms started to influence how people saw their lives and how people sort of functioned. Uh, an absolute pinnacle show in terms of comedy, and many of the great shows of sitcoms that we watch today are standing on the backs of I Love Lucy. Up against Dahmer and Greg. Oh, damn, poor Dahmer. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dahmer and Greg of sitcom about a fancy pants with fancy pants family who gets drunk and marries a hippie. It ran for, I think it was two seasons, but also... Five seasons. Five seasons. Yep. That's longer than, okay, okay, you know, longer than I thought. But classical show about fish out of water, that stuffy lawyer in his fancy shirts and, and shaking his reality with this free-flowing hippie family. And you sort of, and you watched as they sort of went through their, you know, life again, very situational humor, but they had, again, a, a fantastic ensemble cast. I, you know, the, the uh, Greg's parents were one of the, again, one of my, again, mm -hmm. I think one of my favorite actors uh, uh, because there have been so many other, you know, great comedy series, but then, mm -hmm. you know, um, one of the one of the funniest things in that entire show I still remember it as now laugh at where I was obviously in stitches was when Dharma made Greg put on a southern accent and, and then um, at the golf club store when he was buying his clubs and you know, just because he was thought he thought it was really, because she thought it was funny and he walked up he walked up to the the, the store person and the clerk and goes excuse me sir do you have a nan on can you please show me where the naan arms are? He's like, what? The naan? I need my naan arms, sir. Then he goes, damn, Yankee. And then the new, the appointed judge of New York, district attorney judge, went by, who came by, who also was from the, who was from South, who then obviously then is, ah, oh, good to see another Southerner out here <laughs> living in New York. I hate when people make fun of our accent because it's, it's a pride belief that to pretend he was from the South <laughs> to keep his job. It was fantastic. Again, classic, but funny. Yeah, I've seen that in a few different um sitcoms that you know pretending to be yeah um, but i believe this is one of the uh, one of the, Tony, the you're whole... insinuating that sitcoms steal each other's ideas or oh, yeah. not at all but, okay ironic ironically dharma and greg um came out in 97 and the show that i first saw that kind of joke in was came out in 96 Ooh. but i think that's just like it's like one of those those things you know how like how there was um what was it there was olympus has fallen came out yeah and then the same yeah. year white house down came white out house down, yeah yeah and yeah. obviously you know they didn't rip it off each other it's just it just yeah. happens it just it just happens yeah All right. well gentlemen oh. let us cast your votes i as much as i love i'm greg i'm sorry i love lucy has my vote uh due to one cultural influence and just sheer just being the first of everything um, and being the almost the the father or mother of you know mod, the modern sitcom. Yeah. So Alan Luffy has my vote. Jamie, what say you for the vote? Uh, I second that vote, definitely. 
Unfortunately, that means Ryan, <laughs> your, your, <laughs> what is your vote? What was your vote? My vote was for Dharma and Greg because I love Lucy's a piece of shit. Oh, I cannot stand Steel Ball. Mm. I cannot stand that show. Um, I love Thomas Gibson who played um, Greg in Dharma and Greg. He's one of my favorite TV actors. Uh, hey, I Criminal Minds, you, you did fantastic on. He did fantastic on. But I'm not using a veto because I'm saving that. <laughs> saving that. All right. From um, the first bracket, I love Lucy moves on. Moving on to the middle seat. You're keeping a record of this, aren't you, Chris? Sure, why not? Because <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'd like to see if we're, we're doing all this and then at the end of it, it doesn't keep a record and he's ones just win. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what we Oh, come now. Next one, we have the Big Bang Theory mm. and Two and a Half Men. I did not work the seat. I, I did the seating out. I didn't realize that, you know, the men, two, the shows go up against each other. This is mm. a hard one. Two and a Half Men, Charlie, Charlie, basically Charlie being his Charlie self, you know, letting in his, his brother and, he, and, he, and his nephew stay over. What, 12 to 14 years of hijink shenanigans in terms of, you know, some classic characters, some classic scenes. It gave us a young Megan Fox. It did. Oh, oh gee. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Versus The Big Bang Theory, the show about science nerds living across the the, 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 the the hallway from a hot girl named Penny. And it gave the rise to the rise of Sheldon Cooper. Mm. An extremely influential uh, figure from both one um you know classical lines bazinga you know we you know we've all you know all, all those lines penny 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 <laughs> that was my like, that was my iconic thing yep i still do that i'd still do that to this day yep yep you know what i yep. mean like i still do it I, as i'm walking you know it, yeah again both shows have their merit <laughs> that show, but this the reason why i think the reason why i think um they made it on that list is because you know Jim Bart like, like the guy who plays um, Sheldon Cooper has been other things. Yes. This is the role that really sort of this role made him re- made him not have to act ever again if he doesn't want to because of the amount of money <laughs> yeah. that he's now making from royalties. And he has the- done a he has done a few movies since, and they've been he's been really well in them. He's not a lead role, but just a um he's a really good supporting actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. A fantastic series, but. There can only be one, as the Highlander would say. So I'll start with you, Ryan. Ryan, where do you cast your vote? Well, I mean, this is a this is a tough one because I have actually seen every episode of both of these shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and I do love both of these shows because for, for different reasons. Because Two and a Half Men, I mean, Charlie Sheen at his finest, whether he was hopped up on cocaine or what, he was <laughs> still an amazing actor. Uh, I'm going to give it to Big Bang Theory because... Um, it it came at a time where it it, it I, it I related to it more because yes I you know I was that the even though we were in bands and stuff but I felt like it was finally a show where I could get I could go yes I've done that or yes I've done that you mm-hmm. know what I mean like yep. I related to it a lot more so even though they're both amazing shows Big Bang just took the cake because mm. it was a relatable show for me at the time. And it kept its original cast all the way through, which yep. took mm-hmm. and that's that's I very very hard to do. 
I didn't Do like the Ashton Kutcher when he took over Charlie Sheen's role in um, Two and a Half Men. I really didn't like that, even though I stuck with it because I'd made the commitment. But yeah. um, Big Bang Theory, 12 seasons, the same main cast, um, which is great. Jamie? Second that. I swear I'm just not agreeing. I'm not agreeing with the first person, but yeah, no, Big Bang Theory. Like, I never finished Big Bang, but... I, I did, and I have to say, the reason why I actually I like the show, and the reason why I'm going to third this one, <laughs> is, <laughs> is it, 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 it boldly did something that sitcoms hate to do. Penny and Leonard got together, yeah. got married, and at the end of the series were happy. <gasps> and, and it happened quite quickly too when they initially got together. It's not like they dragged it out like it's and, and I love how I met your mother, but it's not like that we waited 10 seasons to see correct. it. It happened around season yep, yep. season two or something. Yep, correct. Mm. More so every single character in that series showed character development. Mm -hmm. They actually weren't just the one-line jokes they were from the beginning yeah. of the season and then towards the end Spoilers for you, Jamie. When Sheldon wins the Nobel Prize, mm -hmm. and he stands on the stage mm -hmm. when he basically does his acceptance speech. He talks about his love, the love of his friends who helped him get to where he is now. And it was this really amazing moment because you look at the Sheldon initially, who, you know, that the that's my spot. I don't want any yeah. friends. The, 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 basically the <laughs> Jamie Bryden of the group. <laughs> but basically become, you know, you know, uh, sort of realize that, you know, his strengths were the fact that he's, that he's, you know, um, was with other people. And, and it shows that a really interesting dynamic, which again, most sitcom writers don't know how to do, which is basically a male, female platonic friendship between Sheldon and Penny, where it wasn't like every single time you do a male friendship in most comments, they go, Oh, but there's some sexual tension underneath there. So like, yeah. <laughs> this one, no, this was just they were friends. She was trying to help him out, and you know he was a dick. But you know, but it was still a very well crafted. Uh, it, mm. it was you know, it's a well crafted relationship, fantastically done. I, yeah, I also think it was great to watch, and, and just something else to point out: both sitcoms were created by the same person. Of course, that's <laughs> like, that's why that's why so, it's, it's uh, unfortunate. Like two and a half men was created by Chuck Lorre. Big Bang was created by Chuck Lorre as well. But one, one thing that I really enjoyed is watching Sheldon, and I can't remember for the life of me what her name was, but Amy, Sheldon and Amy. Amy Farrafowler. Amy Farrafowler, that's right. Just seeing their relationship and seeing how, how it grew over, I would say, mm. the last eight or nine seasons and yep. how exactly what you were saying about Sheldon, how he was so closed off and he's like, I'm not going to ever have a relationship and everything. And then just to see how it grow, how he opened up and how she bought yeah. out. And that, yeah, like, yeah, hands down. Yeah. And, and, and it's funny, like, because she, she was from another popular sitcom, that actress. Yeah. Yes, she was. Didn't make the list, though. Uh, Johnny, the, list. Uh, the guy who played Leonard Hofstetter was from um, another sitcom we're going to talk about later on from Rosette. Correct. So, yep. Yep. there you go. Right, moving on. Full House versus Keelan Peel. Full House, the the series or series based on a, a widowed father, Danny Tanner, who enlists his brother-in-law and his childhood best friend Joey to help raise his three daughters. This gave birth to well, I mean, let's be honest, like you know, if you look, you know, think people that we like, John Stamos, Bob Saget. I mean, 
and to some twins, degrees the Olsen twins. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but it probably their sister got jealous of their actress and actress acting, and yeah. then went, "Screw it, I'm going to be in the MCU." Yeah, so basically, yeah, giving us the Olsen <laughs> twins gave us Elizabeth Olsen, which gave yeah. us then Black Widow. Sorry, Scarlet yeah. Witch. Which again, that's yeah, yeah. I guess you call that. A... It, it, gave, it gave us the most annoying character of Kimmy Gibbler in the entire world as um, <laughs> the best friend of one of the daughters. She was just the most. <laughs> versus Keelan Peel and this this basically this the reason why this one made it on the list was because it birthed you know both Keelan Peel in terms of it it, it it launched them into the stratosphere they're now off making their millions of dollars in their their movie their, the directorial career so this had yeah. to be on the list uh skit comedy yeah. one of the few skit comedy shows that I think made it on there and um they had some absolute classic um, yeah. you know, classic skits. Yeah. Um, Gordon, hilarious Gordon all the way through. Gordon, the Obama ones. Yep. Just, it's unparalleled. Um, uh, it, it cracks me up every time I every time I watch it. There was I re I recently rewatched season one, and there was a an episode where it was set back in in um, in the World War Two, and um, they white mm. they were white faced it up because they were trying to convince the Nazis that they that, were, oh, that was. And and the crazy thing that had Phil, that yeah, had Phil, from Phil family, yeah, Family Guy as, a, as an SS officer. Yeah, he's going. Oh, I, 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 yeah, I, I hear, I hear, they like the keys. Is Jimmy yeah. the keys in front of them? And it was just, it was honestly, I was almost, I was almost like the whole dying of like going how wrong, but also how funny it was. It just, I know it was like, that's right. You don't know. It's one of those things where you're like, I kind of feel bad laughing, but it's just so damn funny. Yeah. Oh, great. All right. We are now clear to the vote. Jamie Bryden, what say you? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to be a little bit biased and go for Full House. Full House. Grew Fair up enough. on it. Strong staple in the household. Ryan? Look, uh, as, much as, as much as I love Key and Peele, and I especially love Jordan Peele's work in, I mean, his horror movies at the moment are some of my favourite ones. I'm still to see the new one, Nope, that's just come out. This was an easy one. It's Full House because, again, I grew up on it. it you got talents like John Stamos. You got Bob Saget. Mm. I mean, seriously, like, if to know what kind of comedian Bob Saget is and for the ability for him to play the straight-edge dad, yeah, that, he, of his comedy is just the foul mouth. Yeah. It's, it's He's playing the straight edge yeah. to everyone else's insanity. And that, that, yeah. That, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, now Full House, I have to say, wins it hands down. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, that's an that's 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 an easy one. I think uh, actually, no, it's, it's hard. But in the end of the day, I think the legacy of Full House, I think, is lives on a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. The next one, the Beverly Hillbillies versus Married with Children. The oh. Beverly. Sorry, um, I believe I believe they tell us the story every single time that the introduction <laughs> 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 oh, from the grounds of the Beverly crew. Oh, yeah, story about a man called Jed yeah. struck oil and yeah. Versus Married with Children. This a, is a, a show about a, a dreadfully unhappy man mm-hmm. <laughs> who's still married, <laughs> despite the fact that he's dreadfully unhappy. But again, that's part of the charm of, of, oh, of the yeah. show. 100 percent Now even even to me, the even the opening credit is, is funny where he's basically like like People come to him in the first. He doesn't. He doesn't even need to catch his hands and money. Hands and money. 
hands him money. The dog comes up, he hands it, he hands the dog money. The dog, <laughs> the dog takes the money, runs off. His wife comes up and she just hands the money. Again, it's oh, funny. Honestly, it you know, I, rem- I, it's funny and it's it, it's one of the ones I really liked watching as a kid. Beverly Hillbillies, you know, it had a really you know, one song influential. It also then there was also some movies that were made from it that weren't in fact terrible. They were not they were not the worst things in the universe in terms of a remake. So well, the the only thing I remember from the from the Hillbillies remakes is is the granny on top of the car and the rocket. Yeah. Ship. <laughs> it's getting knocked off every single time. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. Now in ter- in terms of a vote, I believe I will start this one off and unfortunately I will have to go with Married with children because Al Bundy, Ed O'Neill, yeah, great actor, lip movement to one family, yeah. uh, Katie Siegel, Peggy, ah, oh, yeah, who then obviously um moved on to anarchy. you know, um, Sons of Anarchy. She was amazing in that, like, seriously, she yeah. was- Christina Applegate for all yeah. fucking places, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, to me, ah, uh, yep, I have to go, I have to go with married with children. Ryan, what say you? Yeah, look, I'm going to agree. Just for my favorite line from all of TV comes from Married with Children, and it's walks down the stairs. Oh no, Peggy comes back from a holiday, and Al's just sitting there, hands down his pants. And uh, she walks in and she goes, Al, did you miss me? And he says, With every bullet so far. (laughs) And to be honest with you, uh, Modern Family is one of my all time favorite shows as well. Mm. The fact that the man, can do I, I like to call it the Dave Grohl effect. He yeah. can go from one amazing sitcom that lasted for a long time, uh, take a few years off, do a few movies, and then come into another sitcom which was just as successful, if not more, for eleven mm. years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hundred um, percent. Married with children. Um, Does Jamie? it matter? <laughs> Does it matter? <laughs> no, no I, I will. I will agree, and I only only because I have more memories of of um. Married with children mm. and the, the theme song coming on and the yeah. love and marriage love yeah. and marriage. Yeah. <laughs> I love that yeah. theme song. Oh, all right. Now we get to the real meat and potatoes oh. of it all. <laughs> I, I actually physically hate you for this because <laughs> you've hey. put the show, one of my all-time favorite shows, two of my all-time <laughs> favorite shows in the one bracket. This one again, I seated rank them, and then the system like per, per like you know college basketball like um, puts the seeds against each other. And unfortunately, because you because office came in on a wild card, it was going to go up against a strong seated like first round team. Yep, we have like, home improvement. Tim the Toolman Taylor, the yep. birth of the <laughs> Wilson, the man we never saw the face of. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, birth of his career. Yep. Um. Absolutely iconic series, and from a from a rating standpoint, just looking, I was looking at the numbers for like for a long period of time when it was on. There were no show. There were basically shows running away from its time slot because yep. it's basically <laughs> going. People in America are going to watch Home Improvement, and then if you have a show op- opposite of that, I'm so sorry. You're just you're just not you're just not going to get watched. So what you're saying is it was the MCU of sitcoms. When when I was looking at highest rated TV programs. <laughs> Apart from the Super Bowl, which is one of the highest, the next 
a show that actually made onto that list of highest rated TV shows in America in terms of a single episode was Home Improvement. So mm-hmm. like, I was like, and, and again, it's, a, it's another one that I I still use. I don't think so, Tim. Every <laughs> like every single day of my life. I think so, Tim. Um, I mean, yep. that just just that one line. I mean, there's so many lines from that, but just just having having um, what was it out? out I forget his last name, but uh, Tim's offsider. Oh uh, yes, yep, 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 yep. And you got to remember that launch. That also launched Pamela Anderson too. When she Tim that Tillman. Yeah, that's right. She was, she was in the first, I think, first three or four seasons. Yep, she was the, the she was high, um the, there was, yeah she was like you know what time it is Till yep. time. That yeah, yeah that was bad. Oh, I mean again I can't I, I can't I mean Tim Allen's career from that point went on to you know. You know the Santa oh, Claus movies. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 like yeah. Buzz Lightyear and Buzz Lightyear, uh, Last Man Standing, which I this, oh, that's, la- that's an amazing show. This didn't make oh, the yeah. list, and I still kick my and I, I'm hurt. But it just I only had one wild card, and I couldn't put Last Man Standing in, or else it would have been Last Man Standing because because that show that show <laughs> just speaks to me. That show gets me. That show just that's gets. A, I'm so glad that came on Disney Plus because oh yeah, I Mwah. used to download. That was one of the shows that I used to download every week because it was guaranteed to make me absolutely crack up it's so good and then we have the office <laughs> which is, this is like almost impossible you know i know, uh, I know again, right? mifflin paper company and we uh, steve Carell did an amazing job he realized that ricky gervais's performance you can't do again there's only one ricky gervais yeah and that is what, the, that's the that's what made this show so successful they didn't try and copy ricky gervais because ricky gervais made every scene painful exactly watching it was watching it hurt and you just were going you basically look at the guy going shut up stop talking but that level of pain can only be ricky gervais ricky gervais could have done that and it's if they if steve probably tried it as great as he is he couldn't get that he couldn't yeah bring that level of just watching someone go just just stop! Please stop talking! Please stop talking! Please stop talking! Like well, really he had moments. He, there was a lot of moments where I was sitting there because I recently did a rewatch, mm. and I'm just like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" <laughs> like it's just like Michael, just shut up! Just shut yep. up now! Yep. Oh yeah, stop Diversity talking. Day. Yeah. Oh, Diversity Day. The Chris Rock impression. We can't even repeat because it's insanely racist. Yep. yep. Um, but yeah. that show did. But you know, Office America gave us Jim and Pam, John Kovitz, John Yeah. It gave us some. Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we it gave didn't us some, have um, super if we didn't have. Oh. <laughs> it gave us all again. Yeah. This is like literally the important. Like I'm I'm this close to going and getting a coin and just flipping for it. Oh, all right, all right, guys. <laughs> now, Ryan. The, it's, it's the office. Are you using your veto card on no. this one early? No, oh. no, because there's 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 a couple of other shows that I I will fight for harder. But I'm just gonna say like Home Improvement was insane. Uh, the Office and Home Improvement have a lot in common. There's a lot of jokes in both those shows that you couldn't do now. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> a lot of Home Improvement, a lot of a lot of that. But look, I'm gonna I'm going with the Office mainly because. Of what, as you said, the criteria at the beginning, it, mm. it, it kickstarted so many people's careers. Um, I know Steve Carell. I, I think this kind of pushed him into the movies. I can't remember the timeline exactly, but this got us the Steve Carell we now love. We now know and love absolutely. Yeah. Uh, John Krasinski. Do I even need to say like anything about? Mr. That, fantastic. You know, like 
Uh, Rain Wilson, as I said, like I've seen him in so many in so many deep blues. I, I didn't even realize he was in Deep Blue Sea. Uh, he was in The Meg. He was in Super, which is one of my all time favorite movies now um, by um, James Gunn. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with The Office because it, it launched. I, I think it launched more careers than what Home Improvement do, and that's pretty much the only thing that I can separate. Yeah, that's it the off. only thing you're going like. Mm-hmm. It launched more more actors' careers than Home Improvement did. Jamie, can you go in net first? I need more time. <laughs> I mean, it's hard because Tim Allen is a genius. Look, I I have to go with Home Improvement. Oh no! And the reason why I have to go with Home Improvement is there's one Tim Allen, Patricia Richards, Richard Kahn, Earl like, Wilson. That was iconic. That that whole thing, that whole thing of like going, will we ever get to see his face? When he even drew a painting of himself, he even painted the he even painted the face. Like there was just that that going over to your neighbor, getting you know every day, ha ha ho, how do you like you know ho neighbor? That that it was yeah. Whilst it didn't launch as many careers in terms of just pure viewing numbers and ratings, it does crush the office quite like handily, like you know destroys it's, it's it. Hard because they were from different eras. Different too. eras, absolutely. Um, but you know this was this was like this was like. You know, Home Improvement from from America and Australia was a staple like primetime show that you was. It was families I remember watching every sat around together and watched Home Improvement. Yeah. All right, Jamie. You have the tie break. Thank you for listening to Stories of True and Fiction. We'll be back. I can't do that. No, no, you have to. You have, you we, have uh, to. We've made the choice. Man up and do it. Can, can, can we? Can we? Can we make it a chance? No, 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 and make the decision. No. If you flip a coin, that doesn't count. You have okay. to, you have to man up and make a decision. Home All improvement right. or office? Make it, make All it. Right. Be a man. All right, just give me a second. And you can't any mini money mode in your head either. I'm not, because I know how to cheat that. Um, yeah. And funny enough, I could, I can nine, nine out of ten times flip a coin the way I want to flip it. So. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Jamie. Um, you have to make the call now, man. All right, office. Yeah. Ooh, the office. I'm not happy about that choice, but <laughs> look at that. One of the plucky wild the well, plucky the, wild card. I I grew I grew up on home improvement. Mm-hmm. So it'll always have a special place in my heart. But I think I tend to agree with Ryan for all the careers mm. that came out of it. Um, especially, you know, John Krasinski. Um, wonderful story with him saying, like, he was literally, like, two weeks, I think, he was about to give up on acting. Mm-hmm. He went to he went to Hollywood, and then and then his mum said, if you don't make it in two years, then, then come home. And he passed the two-year mark, and he said, all right, I'm going to come home. And she says, no, just stay, just stay, just stay a little bit longer. And then he, and then he gets the role to the office. And if we didn't get the office, we would not have gotten one of my top three scenes in the MCU. <laughs> yeah. That very, literally is true. one of the few scenes that I've actually cheered for in a movie yep, theater. Yep. And and he never would have probably dated um married, yeah, should no. I say, Emily Blunt. Yeah. And we never would have got a quiet place, but yeah. All right, yeah. you know, fair point. That one hurt. I won't I won't lie, it wasn't oh. easy because <laughs> I, I love home improvement. 
it hurt me more than it hurt you. And I guarantee, I guarantee <laughs> you that if if home improvement was anywhere else on the board, bar one other spot, which I'm not going to mention, I will pick it hands down every yeah, time. That, honestly, when I drew the bracket up and then that one came up, I was like, that hurt. That hurt. That really I hurt. Can't, I couldn't. I can't go against the office because it's just, it's brought me too much fun, laughter, and happiness. Fair enough. All right, Roseanne versus everyone loves Raymond. Roseanne, the story of a family versus everyone loves Raymond, as 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 the title indicates, the man who lives across the road from his with his with his mum. Both have iconic characters. Yeah, you know Roseanne, you know Roseanne, Roseanne, sorry, Roseanne Barr, um, yeah, Roseanne Barr, John Goodman. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, you know, um, these at the time these huge characters in terms of you know the sort of um, in terms of uh, one I you know iconic. It, it was that show. It was a show that was just really just centered around you know um, this sort of working class family. You got to, you know it, you know you got to sort of see it all and basically that very dry, very very relatable, very relatable show, very sort of relatable sense of humor. Everyone loves Raymond. Show. Yeah, the working class person. Working class show person show. Absolutely, I think that's a great way of putting it. Then we had everyone loves Raymond, the story of a New York sports writer who then buys a house across the road from his parents. <laughs> Hijinks ensues for the, throughout the entire se- series, with the parents constantly popping over, with his older who you know despises but loves Raymond at the same time. <laughs> Uh, even the greatest opening sequence, even the opening sequence, when he talks to his family, and then you know he does it changes every single time he does an episode. Because not every family would defy, but you know as I say, everybody loves Raymond. Um, <laughs> Raymond, you know that launched that you know that made people famous as well throughout. Absolutely, uh, hugely yeah. successful at its time. All right, Jamie, since you're since you, since you <laughs> seasoned the last one, since you you know seasoned the last one. Roseanne um, or everyone loves Raymond. Look, it's tough. I will, I will, I will not deny it. it is tough. I loved both these shows growing up, but I think purely because of the father, everybody loves Raymond. I, 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 I remember, I remember vividly, mm-hmm. vividly this episode where they go down to the betting track, like to bet on the horses, and there was a horse called Maria's Mouth. <laughs> and he's like, no one runs like Maria's Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Maria's Maria was his wife's name, um, and they kept winning. They kept winning all these bets from memory. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was tough because Roseanne. Roseanne was pretty cool too. Mm. And correct me if I'm wrong. Did was Penny from Roseanne? No, no, she was from Eight Simple Rules. Teenage Daughters. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. All right. No, Elliot was from Roseanne from yep. Scrubs. Correct. Yeah. All right. We'll now go to Ryan. Yeah, no, it's everyone loves Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond for me. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, Brad Garrett was one of my favourite on-screen TV characters, you know, playing um, playing, playing uh, Ray Romano's brother. Just that voice, the deep voice. Oh, yeah, he's uh, great. And he was a police officer too. And imagine imagine having that that voice, you know, in the, in the interview room. Uh, but Peter Boyle, man, seriously, he's no longer with us, but... Uh, Ray's dad, he just cracked me up. He was racist. He didn't give <laughs> he was just he just said anything. And look, to be honest with you, Roseanne, uh, I did watch as a youngster with the family, but they did one thing with their final season, which I absolutely hated. 
Um, basically, the and this is spoilers for a 20-year-old TV show, but um, in the last episode of season eight or nine, um, unfortunately, John Goodman's character passed away from a heart attack or something like that. And then they just went, they in season, the last season, they just said it was all a dream. The whole season was a dream and everyone was back. And yeah, so I, that was poor, poor writing for me. But no, everybody loves Raymond hands down. All right. It's an easy one then. Let's move on to Seinfeld, the show about nothing versus Will and Grace. Oh, God. The show about <laughs> a man who finally decides he was about to get married comes out, hijinks ensues. <laughs> this is another really freaking hard one. <laughs> I love both of these shows so uh, Yeah. Deborah Messing. Um, uh, no, uh, Eric, um, Eric, um, Eric McCormack. And McCormack, then, yeah, um, he was one of, he but, was... but the star of the show, Sean Hayes is Jack. Yeah, just Jack. Yep. Hell yeah. Jack and me, uh, uh, Jack and Karen, their yeah, bounce, oh, that was, their, yeah. their bounce off voice. is just that now. Voice. Seinfeld. I mean, let. I mean, come on. It's it's fucking Seinfeld. It's Jerry's yeah. fucking Seinfeld. <laughs> Kramer. Oh my god. I mean, you can't go. A t- I mean, that's that's why it's as highly ranked as it is because it is a goddamn Seinfeld. Yeah. I mean. Jeez, how do you, how do you, I mean, I don't need to say anything apart from it is Seinfeld because it is Seinfeld. Yeah. It is Seinfeld. Now, well, the show about nothing that achieved everything. You no, know, everything. So, yeah. Yeah. This is a hard one. Look, I'll, I'll cast the first vote. I, I'm sorry. It has to be Seinfeld. Mm. Do you need more time, Ryan? No, <laughs> no, I, I know my answer and it, and I, I be Will and Grace. Ooh. Um, I, I loved Will and Grace before I even knew I was gay myself mm-hmm. I absolutely loved Will and Grace it just was um, Sean Hayes seriously you cannot I, I am disappointed this guy has not done more because every episode he was in which was pretty much every single one I just absolutely cracked up at his over the top insane campiness um, Eric, Eric McCormack and Deborah Messing as Will and Grace was just I, I, it's a show that I still watch to this day, and it 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 does hold a really, really, really special place in my heart because it was something that I got to enjoy with my family, and um, you know, it was something me and my sister bonded over, which we don't really get along, but it was a show that we both loved and we Absolutely. both watched. Uh, yeah. Now, After Ryan, to secure to secure the show's path, are you going to use your veto? <sighs> no, because there's another show that I want to. <laughs> All right, Jamie, once again. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, this is big, so no. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. Um, I understand if you never want to see me again, Ryan, but I'm going to have to yeah, say Seinfeld. Yeah. Well, as I said, it's it's literally this much difference because yeah. Seinfeld was a ama- is an amazing well, show too. They're, they're both superly uh, super culturally relevant too. Yes. Like 100%. Will and Grace did so much, um, and Seinfeld mm. is just. Yeah brilliant comedy i mean seinfeld we've got george costanza who's one of the yeah. the most iconic characters you know yeah. we got jerry stiller as george's dad and he still cracks yeah. up to this day so yeah. Right. yeah it's it's definitely it was very hard yeah and the final on the left side of the round of 16 we have mork and mindy 
the show about an alien living amongst your nanu nanu. Uh, <laughs> the show, the show. Okay, you're, okay I'm sorry. But, like, sorry, like I do Virginia's great and everything, but I'm sorry. Like, is there is, there, is, there really <laughs> is a, there a reason to do? This? Is it really? Is it really a contest? No, <laughs> no I, sorry, I, could care, I couldn't care less about I Dream of Jeannie. No, like, when you've I, got a show that gives us Robin freaking Williams, and it was an entertaining show too. Yeah. All I had to say was no, 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 no. Everyone's face lit up like with yeah. a smile. So I mean, sorry, I'm sorry. Um, sorry, really, I Dream of Jeannie. But you know, I mean, the fact that it spun out of Happy Days and essentially became a bigger show than Happy Days. Yeah. When did that ever happen? It doesn't. Did you, did you guys hear about how Robin Williams got the role? Of I mean, other than being Robin Williams, mm-hmm. I think he probably would have just improved all the way. No, well, they invited him to. They said, they said, "Come in, sit on the couch," and he sat on the couch upside down, <laughs> like so, just <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, like like legs over the, and up, perfectly upside down. He's like, "Cause that's what an alien would do, right?" Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think we need. I mean, I dream of Genie. Great show, great premise, but it's it's another one of those ones. Yeah, yeah. This is an easy one to pick. This is, yeah, all right. Done, locked in. Now, Jamie, just some admin keeping. Do we have time to go to the quarters on this side? Um, um, I can't. I think we probably wait for next time. I'd, I'd say wait for next time because, because I, think I, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I've lost yeah. track of time, so I'm not really sure <laughs> how long we've been going. Um, I think it's been about we've been about now uh, at least an hour twenty. All right, cool. Yep, yeah, that's fine. All right, cool. All right. But I think it's good. It's going to break it up and it's going to keep that suspension. Yeah. Up. Yep. All right. Yeah. All right. The round of sixteen is over. Now I'll give you. Let's. We'll pause it right there, and I'm going to give you time all you to think about the next matches. Let me let me give you the next matches. I love Lucy versus Big Bang Theory. Seinfeld versus Full House. Ooh. Married with Children versus The Office. That's and everyone loves Raymond versus Mork and Mindy. <laughs> and we haven't even gotten to the like to the to the super duper side yet. No, we? no. This side was the was the weaker side of the yeah, draft. The other side is just goddamn stacked. Hundred percent. That's why I didn't use my veto. Like I was happy to let Will and Grace fall through. I was even happy to let The Office fall through if Jamie didn't jump on. Because there's 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 shows on this other and this is what you call sizzle for the next episode. Yeah, shows on the other side that have done more for me than yep. any movie ever has. So I think next episode we won't. Those are the the quarterfinal matches, but I think next yep. episode we'll go with the round of sixteen tournament. Yeah, definitely. Yep, and we'll go with the round of sixteen tournament for the right side of the bracket. And again, eliminates because goddamn that's going to be brutal <laughs> because yeah. I'm already seeing. An, I'm already looking at the matchups going, how the fuck do you just like again? And 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 I hate the bracket <laughs> because one of the shows that just snuck through on one of the final slots is going up against one of the biggest shows in the universe, but it's the show I love the most. And so I'm like, I'm like, and Ryan, I think you can see what I'm looking at, which is the top spot on the right. Mm-hmm. Like I, uh... <laughs> this is where the I know how you call it. The I call it the Danny DeVito. Mm. Um, this is where the the vetoes come into play. This is where this is where the vetoes will start being. But do you honestly... notice none of us used our vetoes on the on the left side? No, because I'm saving it because yeah. there's some key matches I need to get through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
But that's what we call, that's what you call keeping the audience in suspense. Mm-hmm. So, Jamie, when you post this, only post the left half. Yep, yep. Jamie. Hello, everyone to see. Again, and guys, as you listen to this, if you disagree or if you agree, please write into the Jamie true Wilson. and the fictional at gmail.com. And let us know. Let us know if there's anything that we missed. And you know what? Let us know if there's any uh, shows that we missed. But essentially, if you do like this form, if you do like this idea, what's next? I mean, cartoons would be for my for my mind something we, we could do. Um, there's, you know, do we go procedural cop shows, procedural hospital shows? You know, there's, oh, a, no. there's, a, there's a, what television is a wide swath of shows that are available that we can, yeah. <laughs> that we can discuss. True. Um, very true. Before, before we wrap up, um, me and Ryan did an interview yesterday not yesterday when you're listening to this but yesterday when we recorded this with a great guy called david rockland from la he's an author funny dude and we had a lovely chat we're interviewing another guy called joe matera matera i think his name is from uh melbourne a a bit of a rock star who's played with some um big names um so yeah we're getting back to that as well and it should be fun that would be sounds like it's a great set of interviews coming up as we sign off on this the glorious 69th episode i think it's only important it's only right that we sign off with how the show started jamie and ryan will you (laughs) finally confess your love for one another i'm sick of these sitcoms doing this will they won't they nonsense i want to see a resolution to this relationship so for god's sakes give me the resolution jamie will you or will you not and thanks for watching <laughs> <laughs> that's that isn't that what they do in sitcoms they leave cliffhangers we've all got a freeze frame jump with our hands in the air like that. <laughs> or, 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 or the awkward smile <laughs> And our name will come up in little a little banner, and we're like, "Yes, fantastic." Well, you will never know. We'll find out next week. <laughs> Until then, I say adieu. Just reporting the cancellation of stories of true and the fictional. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> like like the ending of Pretender, explosions. Um. <laughs> Peace out. See you next time.